Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... It's also about that leadership, right? So being able to provide them with not just the marketplace and the access, but with a skill set, with a training, something that they can apply to other businesses and other things that they're doing in their life as well. They know how to manage raw materials and resources. They know how to price things. They know how to manage logistics and supply chain. All of these really great skill sets. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 325 of Impact Boom. My name's Indio Miles, and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today, we're speaking with Alicia Wallace. Alicia Wallace is the COO and co-founder of All Across Africa, the largest artisan employer in Africa. Her company's consumer brand, Kazi, features a range of sustainable, chic home decor items, all made from natural African fibers and organic dyes by rural artisans in Rwanda, Ghana, Uganda, and Tanzania. Through the process, the artists improve their economic situation and gain the dignity and sense of accomplishment that comes with it, a life-changing impact for thousands of families across Africa. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing Alicia's perspective on creating equitable marketplaces, supply chains, and social outcomes for disadvantaged communities. Alicia, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. That's amazing. So to start off, Alicia, could you please share a bit about your background and then what led to your work in social enterprise? Yeah. So I studied economics in university. I had a big travel bucket list. Graduating from university, I wanted to see the world. Africa, the continent was on there below Antarctica. I was invited to a volunteer trip in West Africa with a team of doctors and nurses And it was there at this medical clinic that I was checking in patients and atrocities that I couldn't fathom. In my hometown in the U.S., we had access to basic medical care and advanced medical care. And sitting there in that rural community in Africa and seeing people, children who had fallen in the fire and didn't have proper medical care to take care of their burns, it was heartbreaking. I came back with a very heavy heart and a really strong conviction that I needed to do something And it was through that conviction that I ended up finding my business partner and also this path to first a nonprofit, educating kids to go to school, and then ultimately to creating all across Africa and the business model that it is today. Really interesting background. And it's great to see that passion is growing organically from that point as well. And you touched on it at the end there. You're now the chief operations officer and a co-founder of All Across Africa and Kazi. Can you discuss how these enterprises are creating a social change? Absolutely. At All Across Africa, we 
create small businesses and rural areas. These are men and women that learn how to be a president, a vice president, a secretary, a treasurer. We train them in a cooperative model where they learn these leadership skills. They create a local business in their community. It's a tax-paying registered business where they start to source materials. We conduct training for them and for their group members, and we place orders with them. What's really important about our enterprise is that we have everyday jobs, so consistent demand for these artisans, and that we're training in a skill set that is desired by the rest of the world. We produce mostly home decor, but we also produce high-end handbags and other things. Everything's made from natural fibers, and it's all made in the home in these rural communities throughout Africa. We're creating social change by employing thousands of men and women across rural areas in Africa and giving them the tools, the education, and then the access to these marketplaces. Just layers and layers of impact there as well. I love what you were saying there about that education and giving those tools for them to create that change. You just mentioned at the end there with that access to marketplaces. So if we're talking about these global marketplaces and supply chains, which are they're often dominated by larger producers or large multinational corporations. So how did these structures disadvantage smaller producers who might be coming from reduced socioeconomic power or background? Typically, we're seeing the lack of unionization. So large supply chains or companies are able to take advantage of individual producers that aren't organized or formalized. I think what's interesting and different about All Across Africa is that we have unionized them, but not in a bad way, in a really good way, where these large companies are able to access individual goods, but not at the cost of them not having their voice or their say in what time and materials are or being able to produce on an order at scale for large retail partners. So mm. I think often unions or large-scale groups can get a bad name, but it's one way to protect against disadvantaged producers and being able to actually connect them in a large-scale and sizable way to meaningful work. Wow, that provides a lot of clarity around that, Alicia. Thank you for sharing that. So if we're talking now specifically about your enterprises all across Africa and Kazi, what opportunities do networks like these organizations provide for both the African communities that are crafting these valuable products, but also the consumers? That's what our company is all about, is creating connections. We're creating connections between these African communities and consumers. I love how you phrase that about the value between both. For the African producers, it's everyday jobs. It's a wage that they can count on, that they know that they're going to be able to send their kids to school this month and next month. This isn't just something that comes and goes with the season, but it's consistent. It's also about that leadership. So being able to provide them with not just the marketplace and the access, but with a skill set, with training, something that they can apply to other businesses and other things that they're doing in their life as well. They know how to manage raw materials and resources. They know how to price things. They know how to manage manage logistics and supply chain, all of these really great skill sets that can apply to other areas of their life and in their community. And then beyond that, there's a sense of dignity. So when we show up and we have meaning in our work, when we're needed, when we know that we're valuable, there's a sense of pride that we as humans have. And that's been a really interesting shift in dynamic for us when we went from sponsoring kids to go to school a handout nonprofit method into creating jobs and livelihoods where women partner with us. 
they see themselves as partners with us and they know that they're valuable. And without each other, we don't have this business together. There's this huge dependency on each other. Then by being able to bring that to consumers, they're able to bring beautiful, high quality products into their home, their natural fibers, bringing the outdoors in, they're gorgeous and inspiring. You can feel the energy that's been poured and birthed into these products as you place them in your home and in your life. But also each product comes with a story, with a hang tag, where you're able to learn and engage about a producer who's produced this product and has changed your life. There really is this reciprocal relationship between how the products are made in the home, and then what they do for our homes here globally as we decorate with them. Wow, really beautiful, all of those different flow-on benefits and impacts and really connecting the consumer back to the change that's being created by organizations like all across Africa. Really amazing details there, Alicia. Thank you for sharing that with our audience. And if we're looking now maybe a bit more generally at the global marketplace again, How should marketplace solutions like all across Africa be monitored and assessed to ensure they're providing equitable outcomes for everybody involved? I feel like there's always a third party needed. So some audit assessment, some sort of regulatory standard. For us, we have a really amazing opportunity to partner with a nonprofit organization called Nest. They've created an artisan certification that assesses workplace conditions, fair wages. They have helped create a standardization and a calculator for time and material studies to ensure that fair wages are paid. And then they don't only come and audit you, but they create a curriculum and a standard and they help partner with you and actually train both your company and artisans on what workplace rights are and how in an artisan homeworker setting these can be maintained. It's been really incredible to be a part of a nonprofit that cares about the regulatory standards so much, but then also is working with you to make it better for everyone. Their whole intention isn't just to write a report, but It's really to see workplace conditions improve for all. Every single year that we're audited and assessed, it gets more and more challenging. Our criteria gets more and more rigorous and more difficult over time. And that's just based on the expectation that we become better and better for people and for the planet as we grow as a company. I feel like when we're out there preaching and saying that we're taking care of people, that we're taking care of the planet, we really need a third-party regulatory standard that can be measured. This is an in-person audit. They come and they spend hours and weeks assessing our supply chain with a certain translator. It's really incredible. And so that's how I feel like these marketplace solutions need to be held accountable. Great response there, Alicia. A lot of really key advice there for the sector and for other organizations to hold themselves accountable and to be able to measure that success as well. Really important points there. And we're moving into the end of our interview now. I just wanted to ask you a few more questions before we finish up. So firstly, what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across that are creating a positive social change like yourselves? I have some really good friends at a company called Someone Somewhere. They're working with artisans in Mexico. They have this amazing partnership with Delta right now where they're offering their amenities kits, first in business class made by artisans in Mexico. What I love so much about that is a large company like Delta is choosing to replace what's traditionally manufactured in Southeast Asia and moving that opportunity to home workers, artisan workers in rural areas of Mexico. And so that's been a really inspiring one for us to get to see and formalization and global marketplace adoption for artisans and getting their craft out there. So it's been really incredible. 
that sounds like a beautiful initiative and there will be a lot of change I'm sure to come out of that as well. So to finish off, what books or resources would you recommend to our listeners, Alicia? When I was starting out on my travel journey, I was really reading a lot of different books. The Blue Sweater was one of them by Jacqueline Novogratz. I feel like it's just such a good introduction to the global marketplace, how change happens and how we're all affected by each other, but also just taking responsibility and starting to act and starting to put one foot in front of the other and do something while There's a lot of interesting ideas and some things that I really resonate with and others that I don't. The blue sweater was one that just encouraged me to get out there and that there's no act that's too big or too small to get started on now and how to change the world. And I think that's a great place to start is the blue sweater. Great recommendation there. And for the audience, all of the books like the blue sweater, like you just mentioned, and resources and organizations and social enterprises that are creating this amazing positive social change or providing information to people out there that'll all be linked in at the end of the article so once you've either listened to this wonderful conversation i just had with alicia or you've just read through the transcript on the website you'll be able to jump on through click onto all of those and check those out so some wonderful recommendations there and also that brings us now unfortunately to the end of our interview and i just want to say on behalf of impact room alicia Thank you so much for making the time to share your insights and your wealth of experience that you've had. All of your work at the moment is just really inspiring to follow. And we can't wait to see what you guys do in the future and how much change you create through all across Africa and Kazi. I think we just really, really want to see you guys succeed and we can't wait to see more. So thank you so much and all the best. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.